Hey guys, this is Matt Cross, and you are listening to the City Wrestling Radio Podcast. It can't be both radio and a podcast, but with you, yes it can. What's going on everybody? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is, well, this is a special interview edition I got going on today. Uh, joining me live via Skype are my two special guests... Hey y'all, what's going on? This is uh, King Francis, a.k.a. Evan L.G. Francis, Mr. Go to Work, and I'm here today with my brother Philip Spruner from IOP Video, and we're, uh, we're here and couldn't be happier to be here at City Wrestling Radio. It's an honor and a privilege, so thank you for having us. Hey man, anytime. You know, I... You know, I had you on because I know you personally, you are going through um, the Pro Wrestling Revolution uh, training uh, training camp is the right word for it, uh, or academy? Uh, the academy, yeah. Okay, the Pro Wrestling Revolution Academy. I mean right. no disrespect when I say training camp. Okay. No worries. No worries. Um, but, you know, so because a lot of people, <clears throat> a lot of people uh, think about being a pro wrestler but never actually... Uh, work up the courage to do it like I know myself I always thought about being a pro wrestler but then once I started learning about taking bumps and all that I was like mm-hmm. you know I'm 32 years old I'm you know I think my you know I, I don't know I don't know but you're actually out there doing it so you know that's pretty awesome um, can you what actually got you what inspired how long have you been a pro wrestling fan Crazy, yeah, great question. So I always tell people like the, one of the first few things I remember in life, man, is just watching Saturday Night's Main Event. So when I was a baby, man, I was watching Saturday Night's Main Event. First match was like the Hart Foundation versus the Rockers. So I've been a fan since since I was basically out the womb, man. So yeah. it was just one of those things. I I told uh, I tell people not joke around. Like I didn't really know my pops like that, but that was one of the only memories I had of them was watching a, a match with them. You know what I mean? When I was a kid, so wrestling's always been a part of my life from uh from the get go. And so I feel like it's a natural transition at some point. It's something like you said. It's something that I feel like all wrestling fans at some point wanted to to do, and uh, it's in their mind like, man, I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. And some even you know work their way up to try to do it um and i'm going through it now seeing people who are training with me that may not be able to you know fly the whole course and you know get injured or hurt or anything like that because it's risk i never knew it was that much risk so it's it's crazy to just be involved in wrestling like that after we're in i'm in my 30s too so it's it's crazy bro and I had some of the same insecurities, but it's been a lifelong journey, bro. I've I've loved wrestling forever. And did you guys like both watch wrestling going up, growing up, or? Uh, I'll let Phil tell a little bit of it, but I know for a fact that me and him have known each other for how long? You think, bro? Was it two thousand four? So fifteen years. Fifteen years, okay. and we became friends through wrestling. Yeah, uh, I've been a fan of wrestling my whole life. And, you know, when you're a kid, if you like football, you go out and you play football. If you like basketball, you go out and play basketball. So when I was a kid, I started my own backyard wrestling federation. (laughs) And we used to do shows at the park down the street from De Anza High School. And we'd have people from my school come and watch us every week. And we would just kayfabe at 100 and sell tapes. And I'd be walking up and down the hallway with this championship title on my (laughs) shoulder that I had made for us. And just cutting, speaking in wrestling promos in between classes, getting people interested to come to our shows and whatnot. And that's how I met Evan, and he started wrestling with us. We've been 
friends ever since. Yeah, so 15 years. Doing WrestleMania parties at his house, my house, you know what I mean, over the years. So wrestling is always, which is crazy, it's always been a part of our lives, and it's what kind of made us friends in the first place, you know what I mean? So it's a, it's a strange thing, but it's like full circle. It's full circle, because I won't even say it's a strange thing. It's just it's a full circle situation, because when you start loving something, you're able to actually dive into it. It's, it's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Did you? Are you guys already planning out your WrestleMania party for this year? Man... I might have to hitch a, a party this time Uh-oh. because the, the, over the past few years, man, I don't know if if my opinion shared on this, but a few of the cards, man, have been like hot and cold and lackluster a little bit, you yeah. know? Well, this WrestleMania is going to be like 12 hours long, yeah. so we have to camp out. <laughs> we got to do a, a camping a camping situation, a barbecue or something. Yeah. But I know I know a few I know a few parties that's going on now. See, the cool thing about it was beforehand. Uh, when me and Phil were doing it, it weren't it weren't there weren't too many people that were uh, that we knew that were throwing those type of parties. But now, you know, everybody got a mania party, so you could dang near like just hop on anyone. So yeah, we absolutely. got a couple more weeks to figure it out. So we'll we'll see what we're gonna do. The countdown's on. I I hear you. I'm trying to find plans myself for WrestleMania, but you know yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out once we get there. But like, let's uh, let's go back to as I was talking before. You know, you're. You coming to Pro Wrestling Revolution, the Pro Wrestling Revolution Academy, what mm-hmm. what brought you what really brought you in there? What like actually got you into getting you, you were back you were doing backyard wrestling before that as a kid or Well, yeah, uh as a teenager, yeah, we were doing that. Um and once we kinda once we kinda broke off from that, and it was more so of us, I think everybody was it was either reliability issues with some of the guys or you know, some of us were just like, eh. Yeah, once, once we finished high school, we kind of like all we said, all right, away, that's, that's time to wrap it up. Time to, you know, do our thing. But um, the funny story is, is that me and Phil, over the over the years, man, we've always remained friends. And um, he helped me start the business that I run now uh, called Go to Work Fitness. So it's a gym, a variety show, all these th- different things in one that we do online and all this stuff. And we actually got to build a legitimate brand uh, online through this. And nice. so how it ties in to wrestling is we were actually doing a couple things with the Pro Wrestling Revolution from the get-go. So I'm, I'm always interviewing athletes, artists, Anybody you can really think of out this way, we've done. Uh, Brandon LaRocco, who's the Dragon House MMA champion right now, we interviewed him. Mm-hmm. Jasper McCargo, who's uh, one of the first boxers, pro boxers from Richmond, we sponsored him, but we also interviewed him. So it was it was a natural progression. So we wound up, you know, hooking up with Gabe in Pro Wrestling Revolution and doing the interview with Gabe and talking to him about you know his passion for the business and all that and. Um, which was great, and that it, that kind of planted the seed, I think, right? And so we did a couple more things when we kept collaborating with uh, Revolution, and then, you know, after a while, Gabe was just like, uh, hey, man, he, he, he called me up, and he was like, you know, you could do this. You ever thought about really doing it? I was like, you know, no, nah, not really, man. You know, five years beforehand, I was uh, yeah. 75 pounds heavier. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so I was about 235. Now I'm about in the 175 mark. Yeah, you're and a thin so, guy. When I met you, I you know I never would expect you were 
Yeah. The two so exactly. Nobody believes me, bro. <laughs> Nobody believes me. But Phil was there, right? I was. He was there. So that's and that's how we. That's how my business started. But now that I, I feel like I got a second lease on life after I got after I uh, did that and after I was able to get myself in shape and do things like that i just felt like man if if the opportunity is there and and gabe is right there sitting in front of me, this is the guy who runs the company who's telling me he believes i can do this um and then the fact that i've never seen anybody from my city do it yeah you're you know? you're out of richmond california correct richmond california yes sir there we go. uh the first the first pro wrestler from richmond california is like me and phil were saying earlier you know is there's been Backyard situations, of course, stuff like that. But there's never been somebody who actually went to the school, went through the training all the way, and and put on, you know, what I mean, put on a show for the people, and was able to travel out there and say, "Hey, I'm representing for Richmond, California." There's never been a guy like that, and I'm proud to be that guy. Yeah, no, there's definitely <clears throat> like I, I can attest to that. The, there's a lack of of wrestling even happening in the Contra Costa County because I went to high school in El Cerrito High which El Cerrito is one town over from Richmond right so I totally get that you know um like I've never heard of a pro wrestler out of El Cerrito either right yeah you know it's just the area I think in, in general we and, and and especially I could attest attest to Richmond because I, I've grown up there and it's not I'm not not to be dark or anything like that but just to see where it came from and you know the reputation that richmond used to have right it's, it's right now that's in a uh a, a rebuilding process i remember if i can for a second um when i was younger uh me and my friends yeah it, you know come from coming from richmond we used to do like battle royals at my friend's house or in their backyard or you know we'd go to the church around the corner do a little battle royals, throw each other off the top rail you know, over the yeah. top rail to see, you know, all that. So wrestling had always been a thing that, you know, had been big in our neighborhood, um, you know, and that was the attitude era. So, you know, it was hot then. So we were all in the Stone Cold Taker cane and all that. And then I had my, my Japanese stuff, too. Yeah. But, um, you know, during that era, wrestling was right hot, DX and all that. So we always wanted to. We always fantasize about, hey, I want to do this when I grow up. I want to do this when I grow up. And, you know, the guys that I used to grow up with and do those things with, when I would come up later on in life, a lot of those guys wouldn't be here no more. A lot of those guys, would, you know, it, when we were going to high school and stuff, a lot of those guys were picked off. They were murdered. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, and so it's not only just a thing for me or for anything like that. I also want to do this for those people. I feel like it's me in a lot of ways honoring those people too and their legacy too because i feel like we all got one of those regardless if we're successful or not and i, I feel like doing this is a big part of taking it full circle from what i remember in my city actually doing those things as a kid to my ultimate goal of course is to hold the title and bring that back to richmond you know the yeah, there you go man because yeah no yeah. richmond there's definitely i can i definitely feel that there's there was definitely not a lot of, I don't think people focus a lot too much attention on Richmond unless you're actually from Richmond and, or, you know, the surrounding areas, you, it's just, you don't really show Richmond attention because it's you coming as an outsider. You're just like, Oh, it's Richmond. You know, it's at one point it was, you know, considered, uh, I think like the murder capital of the United States. Yes. And that, that's what I'm saying. We, we had the, 
the state of emergency, uh, like 2006 and all that type of stuff. Yeah. And there was a time back, you know, uh, like where you can go a day without hearing something terrible that happened, you know, uh-huh. in, in Richmond. And so I was I was living in that. And, you know, a lot of my friends were victims to that. And so I feel like now when I go, when I visit Kennedy High, a place where I used to dread going, I used to dread going to Kennedy High, you know what I mean? I almost went um, to Kennedy High, so I know exactly what you mean. No windows, no nothing, man. It's, a, it's literally like a prison, right? Yeah. Like, so there's yeah. nothing there. So you already have that mentality like, okay, we're just going to go to school get these hours over with you know i'm not going to pursue anything else i just want to get out of here you yeah. dig what i'm saying so yeah, that's yeah. where a lot of the kids are go- we're going through this this generation i will say is brighter so when i get to go to events and talk to the kids and see what's going on it's a lot more of a hopeful thing because i guess to be honest and not to be dark again but i guess you know a lot of that craziness died out with us you know with that generation and which is a terrible thing to say but then I love to see what's going on right now because there's a lot of events that uh, we're able to be a part of now. We just op- there's just a, a ferry that opened over there that's transporting from here to Frisco. You know, we're actually starting to be a part of the world. Yeah. And so that's what I that's why I think is special, and I wanted this to be like a contribution to that. I remember when I was a kid, bro. I used to see wrestlers, right? And they used to go to schools, and they used to do this, and they used to have their belts, and they used to, you know what I mean? Right. They used to hold them with pride, and the kids used to be like, wow, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's our guy, and he's there to see us. And I want to bring that back, you know? So that's that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a time, right? If there was ever a time for there to be this thing going on, now's the time. Yeah, especially because you talk about, you know, the, the culture changing in Richmond. The culture has also yeah. changed, I believe, in professional wrestling, <clears throat> because I think Back in the day, you'd have the wrestlers, they would go out and they would, you know, a lot of them would party afterwards or, you know, drink, do whatever. And nowadays you see a lot of these guys, you see even the guys at the top level, you see like Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, these guys are all uh, CM Punk. uh, These guys are all people who, you know, chose not, they're not going out and partying. They're, you know, trying to live their life and trying to push their career to the fullest potential um, and not partaking in like drinking or doing drugs or you know whatever they're doing you know and and that to me is one of the things that is going to help prolong a lot of careers right because we we watch the documentaries we we look at all this stuff and we see some of the guys from previous generations and you know some of these guys are really young they're still in their 50s you know some you know some of these guys and that's not mega mega young but that's still a young age you know what i mean and you see some of these guys super broken down and you know in condition to you know of guys that would probably be in their 70s that they would probably be in yeah and you know of course it's bumps and everything but like you said it's also the partying lifestyle going too hard beyond the ropes you know what i mean and and not taking care of yourself and i feel like you said this generation uh and the culture overall i do agree is changing man it's, it's a lot of guys like you said are really setting the example setting the tone uh with how they take care of themselves and their bodies and i really feel like that uh, shows and performance you know yeah no it's definitely uh, the culture of wrestling the culture and just in general i think it, everywhere is just changing so i mean it's some would say for the better you know there's i think it goes it went in both directions 
given mm-hmm. on any aspect of the world. See, you could take this conversation in any which direction, but I'm going to keep it on wrestling. No, uh, honestly, you can because, you know, and that's the beauty of wrestling now, though, bro, yeah. is that it really translates over to almost everything because there, we, we're fans from all walks of life. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, where, where my experience with wrestling is, it's a little different and maybe a little more deep than what it would be for somebody else who's just a casual fan, but we're both fans and share the same love nonetheless. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's, it's, a, it's really cool. I love wrestling, man. That's why I love it. It's a unifier. So let's talk about your your first couple days at the Pro Wrestling Revolution Academy. How long have you been um, How long have you been training there for? All right. So Phil... Where you where where do where do we when do we start with October or November? Where was this? Uh, was it November? I think it was November. So we're looking at probably like it's about to be April. So we're probably like six months in. Okay. Um, the first day. Then let me let me just say this: Pro Wrestling Revolution Training Academy, man. Like I said, Gabe uh, Gabriel Ramirez, he brought me in, and he's done tremendous job of what he's with the promotion and everything he's done from yeah. king of indies to you know the revolution show that i met you at everything but um i've just seen this guy's passion from the get-go and like i said when he brought me in i didn't know what to expect i'm an i'm very athletic now ever since i've been able to get in shape stay in shape and really get myself there um a lot of the athletic stuff has really just come to me. I've been able to kind of do things naturally, and people are like, "Oh man, what can't you do?" Yeah. Um, when I so I didn't expect to coast, but I didn't expect to struggle. And first off, wrestling is hard as hell, and that's from a like from the perspective of a guy who was a fan to now who's you know training to debut. It's it's one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Um, the first day, it, they were pretty gentle with me. You know, they they let me do roles, you know, stuff like that. Um, just stuff to get me acclimated. But the next couple of days, once you take the bumps, you know, you start doing the high school boys mm-hmm. and, and deals and all this stuff. Uh, and you're just trying to figure out how to land. When you're trying to figure out how to land, that's hell. Like, <laughs> because you can't. They're telling you land on your back, but I think it takes you a minute to kind of trust yourself when you're when you're jumping up and then letting your like letting your body oh, yeah. hit the ground back first. Yeah, like I've never went straight down on my back before like that. Your right? body so, goes into <laughs> natural like uh, defense mode where it's like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. It's not meant to happen. But exactly. Yeah. And so Phil even makes a joke, right? Uh, when we were backyard wrestling, I was uh, I was bigger. And really, really stiff, and I could—I yeah. wasn't taking shit, so I wasn't going down and taking bumps for nothing. And now he sees me taking bumps in the ring. He's like, "This son of a bitch! If he would have been like this <laughs> in the backyard, you know, what I mean, it would have yeah. been different." But um, well, when I got arrested, you can't take my finish. No, but you know, um, the first—the first couple of days were hard as hell, man. I remember having the, the bruises, the fatigue, the first day. And I and I like to like credit myself on going to like through miles of jogs. Right. How how many how many ever amounts of push ups, weights, bench, anything you need me to do from kickboxing to whatever, I can do it. 
Um, but man, when you hit that mat and you bump and you do all of that stuff, there's nothing like it, nothing to prepare you for it. The first day after, man, I was sore as hell. Like that was probably some of the more, most sore I've ever been. Um, but our coach, Rob, uh, the Brown Bomber, Rob Thompson, uh, from APW, he was in, the, yeah. you know, he did some things in WWE. Uh, he's a, he's an excellent coach, man. He shows us like the the basics of everything, you know, from from the the lockup to anything else that's intricate. And so he's he's if I I could honestly tell you, man, if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't be as far along as I am. Wow, you know, because he's he's really he's. He's got the the voice and the touch, man, because he can he can tell you like, okay, if yeah. you're if you're frustrated, then he'll be like, yo, I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna tell you what's wrong, I'm gonna tell you what you need to do, but that don't mean that I don't like what you're doing. I just need you to perfect it. You understand what I'm saying? So right. he he tells you what you need, but then at the same time, he he's encouraging you not to stop. I see a lot of the guys. Um, in different academies, I don't know how it is now because, like we said, the culture changed. Um, when that, when I used to see it, man, when I used to watch Tough Enough, or I used to watch anything like that, man. I used to see those guys get grilled and drilled by those guys. I'd be oh, like, man, we yeah. we're gonna have to throw some hands or something, <laughs> like you know what I mean? That's yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you, yeah, you look at you know even a place like uh, NXT where people, you know, I think it was Bill Demont who got called out yeah. for that. Uh, you know, for basically harassing a lot of the the people, and that's I think one of the biggest reasons why I think Juice Robinson left NXT and went to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yep, and that's that's why I was saying it's just that's 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 the thing about me too. I'm a guy who is big on respect. Like I said, right. I've I've seen guys lose their life for nothing. Yeah. I've witnessed it. I've seen it. I don't play around with stuff like that. So like the the politics and the ribbon and the you know the talking behind people back and acting tough, you can miss me with that. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's nothing I ain't seen, and so I'm not scared of much. So in those situations, I'm like, okay, I couldn't take that. You know what I mean? I couldn't do it just on a pride level. But when I when I got to Revolution, they treat you like a human being. They treat you like a, a an adult. They they coax you along. They put and they don't pussyfoot around. Don't get me wrong. It's not like they're they're holding your hand right. all the time. They'll make you work. But it's it's a fair environment and it's a family environment. I I, I honestly honestly couldn't have chosen a better place to be at. That's probably the best place I could have chosen. Yeah. No. I think uh, I went through a culinary school. It's a little different, but you know, one of my chefs she told me at a certain point. She says, you know, as a chef, you know, I could have somebody look at me and say, you know you effed up you know like yeah. what what the hell was that but when somebody looks at you and starts saying like f you because you know i don't like you for this or starts talking behind your back it's like come on we're all adults here let's we're all here for the same exact reason you know whether that's putting on a show or it's uh you know serving uh serving a, a party of 15 you know we're right all and it don't matter what it is it's, it's you know common courtesy and respect go a long way everywhere yep and so did you do you have any have you had your first match yet on like not yet that's okay. what i'm that's what i'm anticipating now we were just actually they were just actually talking about stuff like this um their shows coming up and guys uh fremont right uh the town fair yeah. plaza 
they're doing shows uh, like Fridays and Saturdays uh, at the town fair there. Oh, with the food, food with trucks. the food court and the food trucks. Yeah. Yep. All that good stuff. And so they're doing those shows. And so people are starting to get to get on those. So they were just saying, man, you uh, you're about ready. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. So I'm I'm looking forward to getting hopefully on one of those within the next few, within the next few months, weeks, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I want to get out there this year for sure. Uh, beyond the summer, man. I'm trying. I'm trying to work, man. I'm trying yeah. to do some things. But whatever, whatever it takes. You can't. You can't rush art. But at the same time, you know what I mean. I, I I'm ready to get out there and do some things and actually stretch my wings out, man. This. This is something I've been waiting for for a long time, so I, I really, I am looking forward to it. Is there anybody that you, if you had the choice to face anybody, would you just be open to anybody, or would there somebody you would want to face? I'm open to anybody right now, yeah. man. Like the main thing with me is, like I said before, I've seen everything beforehand, so I don't really have right. no fears, no preferences, no nothing like that. I'm just ready to rock. Like at the end of the day, like if you have tunnel vision and if you have a goal at hand i don't think the rest of the details matter like my goal is to bring gold home to my city and it don't matter who i'm facing or who's in the way of that like that's the goal and whoever i gotta face to get that done to bring a title home to to be that guy to bring that championship home that's what i'm gonna do so whoever it is it don't matter who it is Nice. And so you guys, uh, we were talking beforehand, you guys are actually documenting this journey, right? Correct? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we're working on a documentary now called Row the Revolution, uh, a, pro a true pro wrestling story. And it's in co direct conjunction with uh, Pro Wrestling Revolution, IOP Video, which is uh, the production company that Phil runs and, you know, go to work, which is me. I'm, I am that no matter what. So we're all collaborating on this and documenting this journey journey together. And, you know, it's kind of a, an accumulation of this interview because what we're doing is we're talking about my story, what I got, what brought me to this point. Also, the, 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 the framework of revolution and what it is and how it goes and, and what the intricacies are. You're going to see the training academy. You're going to see the bumps I took from the first day nice. up to now, like everything and um, up to the first match, man. Like, so that's the, that's the goal is that first big match that gets documented, man. That's why I say it, there's a, t there's not really a time frame for it, but we, we know that it's coming soon because as we, as we speak now, we're, we're talking and documenting and doing stuff like that. We were just at the, the show with you, um, yeah. for the Jun Akiyama, you know, uh, U.S. debut, I, I got to work direct security for him and, and Ultimo and Tajiri and, you know, Super Crazy and all that. And then before that, when we were in San Jose, I was doing uh, security for like, guys like Caristico and, and all these other, you know, legends, you know what I mean? Yeah. Direct security for him, like right there. And, you know, as the laundry list goes on, and fun fact, this is just a fun fact, I uh, bounced I did uh, security for Kel Mitchell, Kenan and Kel, all that and all that's you know, just walked into that. So I've always gotten the, the security thing down, right? Nice. Like I, I'm, I'm I'm down to secure some stuff. But <laughs> but um the main thing with this journey is showing people that it can be done. It don't matter what facet or walk of life you're from, it can be done. You know, you can at, with with 
work though because there's a lot of things in this documentary that I went through and that I was going through that are tough, personal, and it's in the moment. Like this, this isn't contrived. It is. It's not fake. It's not worked. Everything in the documentary is real. Yeah. As it's as as we're you know as we're speaking it as you're seeing it that's as it's going as as we're documenting it. My uh, car got wrecked, so I started going from just driving there to you know taking BART from Richmond to San Jose and having to take that journey back and forth while running my business. Just little things that happen in between the journey that if you really are serious about something, it'll show. You know what I mean? And um, that's how I know for sure that I love this. Like, because all the little frustrations and things beyond the bumps and bruises and all that stuff, because that's that's one thing. But beyond all that, like when I when I go home, I still clock in, uh, you know, all all night nights just to run the businesses and do all that stuff. Um, And I don't regret and I don't regret it. Mm. And that, that like I still wake up. Wednesday and Saturday, ready to train, ready to go hard. Yeah, and the whole goal with the documentary is everybody sees the glitz and the glamour, mm-hmm. but very few people see like driving two hours to an arena to then unload a wrestling ring and yeah. build an entire arena from scratch. Man, that ring crew is no joke. Yeah, yeah, they don't they don't <laughs> see all the work that goes into putting these shows together, and yeah. so it's as much documenting. Evan's journey over this next year or however long it takes for him to, you know, make his debut, but also Pro Wrestling Revolution's journey because Pro Wrestling Revolution is going to be growing over this next year, and that's all going to be featured in the documentary as well. Right now, they're starting a partnership with All Japan Pro Wrestling. They just brought in, you know, Akiyama for their last show. He worked on, by the way, because he's going to be coy about it, but I'm not. I'm going to give him his shine. He just uh, followed Akiyama for three days. Uh, you know, during yeah, we did a little mini documentary about Akiyama's yeah. U.S. debut, and that's gonna air, you know, down there in Japan and all that. So it's, nice. you know, that's what I'm saying though. Yeah. From, from from kids, right? From when we were in high school, when we met, to sticking together, starting a business, and then sticking to our guns with you know the wrestling thing, and here we are with this. So it's that's what I mean by it's it's a full circle thing. And in the documentary, you'll kind of see the evolution of it. Uh, I'm, I couldn't be prouder of him with the with the Akiyama thing because that's that's history, you know that's yeah. that's historic, yeah. man. And you know he got to do some cool things with them, yeah. and you know do dinner with them and all that craziness. You know my my Revolution training jacket that I'm wearing right now, it has you know Akiyama's autograph and uh, Ultimo and Tajiri with the, the autographs I stole. You know <laughs> I had to steal those autographs oh, in between. Yeah, yeah, working. I had to secure those autographs too. <laughs> But um, <laughs> but um, you know, just the the journey in general, bro, is is crazy. And like we said, it's it's the revolution thing too. When I started, when I started uh, over there last year, working with them, it was during the Fremont shows that they were doing last year. Right. And to see those, which are you know house shows, we would call those like house shows compared to what they would do with their bigger shows, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So with the with the big shows, there man, hundreds and hundreds of people, and the production value that they have with the with the ring and the lighting and all that, I haven't seen that with any indie to that degree. How they do it, I love the vibe yeah, and everything else. It, yeah, it's night and day, especially when you compare it to like BTW. There you go, and no no sl- no shade and no sliding, no nothing like right. that. But just just 
in general, just the the production value and just how it looks, the vibe and the feel, it makes me, it makes you more excited. It gets you more amped. And when I saw that compared to the house shows, because they put together everything great. The atmosphere at the house show with Fremont is awesome too. It's just it's it's different, and I I love seeing all the different layouts and different setups and and how the no matter where we're at, whether it's Frisco, San Jose, Fremont, wherever. The kids come out, the people come out, and they're they're having a great time. And you know, it's it's crazy how many people love wrestling right now. So this is just it's a momentous time to do this, man. Oh, wrestling's probably the hottest it's ever been at this moment. Yeah. So. And I don't even think that's arguable, right? I think people will say, you know, the the eighties had its heyday. Oh, yeah, people can argue and say it. like, you know, oh this yeah, eighties had its heyday, the attitude era was better. But if you yeah. look at it from a clear like what's available to watch what yes. you know what's available to go see like you can like right now you can there's how many shows nine nine shows happening this weekend in yep. northern california so i mean which like crazy which is crazy yeah, right i mean i remember when i was a kid and youtube wasn't a thing so i'm like buying vhs tapes yeah, on high spots of all these different promotions from around the world and man i'm telling you man i used to buy the like you said the dvds i, I used to get those uh the, the international ones are like hayabusa and the, uh Barbed wires exploding death match with the bombs. And oh, all with that. Uh, Terry Funk and uh, Cactus yeah, Jack. All that good stuff, you know. Like and and the, you know, like he was saying, I used to tape trade when we were younger. So just to be able to go on YouTube and do all that now, it's a trip, man. And like you said, it's the hottest period in general to me. Like you said, because of the platforms, them and the amount of ways to watch and get your wrestling, it's different it, and it's amazing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I think it's going to keep getting hotter. I think with you know people like you putting in the work, uh, mm-hmm. who is trying to involve the community and bringing you know, bringing the community and wrestling together like it should be. And that's that's the main goal. Like what you said is the main goal. Like is to bring the community and wrestling together, bro. Because once, because no matter what, wrestling's going to be here, bro. When we were kids, it was here. When when my grandparents were kids, it was here. Yeah, you know, kids today, it's still here. It just goes by generation. So now it's an opportunity for us to to leave our footprint and leave our mark and on the scene where we grew up, you know. And so I think and, and going beyond that because you know I'll never shut out the opportunity to do anything. And I'm not I'm never gonna say I'm not good enough to go anywhere because I know damn well I'm good enough. So if there was ever an opportunity to go to wherever AEW, WWE, New Japan, anything like that, like the goal will always be the same. It's to bring gold home you know what i'm saying like that's that's the big thing is that's that's where my mind is bringing gold home and uh so one last question for you guys who who do you guys like right now and in professional wrestling who who you guys really digging okay so phil do you want you want to handle that so since like 2002 aj styles has been my favorite wrestler like i remember when he looked like a troubled youth as opposed to the mother of a troubled youth (laughs) (laughs) so that's how far back it goes um so i'm always gonna rep aj styles right now i love becky lynch with her man gimmick yeah she's great uh charlotte doesn't need to be in that main event nah um i really like joey ryan you know he's got the best dick in the business. This guy, this guy, him, he, yeah. Batista is jealous of Joey Ryan's. This dick. guy, okay. here we go. I think, so, I think Joey Ryan's incredible because you know he's 
he definitely brings the wackiness and comedic value to wrestling, but he takes it at a yeah. very serious point to where he says wrestling yeah. can be this comedic and wrestling can be this, wrestling can be that, wrestling can be anything for anybody as long yeah. as you're doing good stories. Yeah, and then Cody Rhodes, like everything Cody Rhodes has done since he left the E has been like an inspiration to freaking everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, he was stuck doing that Stardust gimmick and he just he gave up and left and left all that money behind and built an empire for yeah. himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me personally, I grew like I grew up on guys like Bret Hart. Bret Hart's my all time favorite wrestler. That's that's that to me is the framework of the perfect wrestler. That right. guy was technically sound, um, never injured one person. That's the one goal I also want to like achieve too. I don't, I want to go my whole career without injuring somebody. I'm not saying that that's like what I'm going to do, but yeah. that's something that I'm aiming for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bringing the, bringing the intensity, bringing the fight, making, making it, you know what I mean? The most intense and, uh, and powerful fight that you can possibly have, but at least allowing the guy to go home the next night and, and live his life the same that he did. Mm-hmm. So that's a big goal yeah. of mine. But if we're looking at today, man, <clears throat> whew, it's tough because all the guys that I liked in WWE when they came up from NXT, they just got like their legs chopped from under them. My, my guy, but, and uh, it pains me so hard to say it, Shinsuke Nakamura was to me like, the epitome of charisma and style and skill in the ring. And it just, it bothers me to see where he's at right now. He's and he's relegated to the new League of Nations with uh, the bar and Rusev right now. It, it just bothers me so much to see it because it's just like, this guy, if you would have just did the right thing with the Jinder Mahal situation, then you you had a ready-made champion right there. The crowd was behind them. The people were behind them. You know. Yeah. 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 Especially you when know, Gender started doing the whole uh, the racist stuff and, and yeah, uh, yeah, and that, it just went downhill from there. You know. And that's what I. That's the one problem I have with with the E sometimes is that we do the we do the Make a Wish, be a star campaigns, and then we somehow, some way, in 2018, 17, 19, whatever. We still find a way to make these racist jokes to minimize a guy's skill level. Right. Like, there's no doubt that this guy's one of the top three wrestlers in the world. And you and, and you mock his accent? Yeah, it's almost 2020 and we're still doing the evil foreigner gimmick. Yeah, it's, it, that's what. So, those are the things. So, Nakamura's a guy who <laughs> I know is capable of more. Um, when I look at guys like Daniel Bryan, Guys of that size, stature, that could still kick your teeth down your throat. Um, I like guys like that. Another guy that that he was saying was Cody. Cody stepped it up, and he's probably one of the – I think he's this generation's shining example of what a wrestler should be and what their mindset should be. Yep. Always trying to make progress, always making progression. This guy, they pegged him as stardust, and that was it. And this guy has now taken the road. And done the work. I remember seeing him and meeting him at uh, the APW show. Yeah, the Cow Palace. Yeah. and oh, He's like the nicest guy ever, too. Super cool. Yeah. Super cool. And that's what I mean by that. It's like the guys who have the passion for it, you can tell. And uh, that him. And then if I'm talking just my favorite right now, I'm probably going to have to say Velveteen Dream. 
And that's because I feel like he brings something so new and different, and the charisma is just there. Like where I'm at with with gimmicks and all that stuff, it's pretty. I'm pretty much an intense guy with the. I like to brawl. I like to, you know, what I mean, do my thing and and also do submissions. You know, ground and pound. But to see him do yeah. what he does, yeah. and 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 bring the flair and the style and all that. But then at the same time, when the bell rings, you got a five star match. So it don't matter what he's dressed like. It doesn't matter what he looks like. It don't matter how he acts. Once the bell rings, what, you know you're in for the athlete. It's funny because he's sta- basically the Velveteen Dream has basically taken the character of Prince, a gimmick of mm-hmm. just Prince, yeah. and just made it his own. And nobody's looking at him and going, "Oh, he's a ripoff of Prince." You know, like you said, because he made it his own. You know, yeah. because I remember when he first started it, and then um, he came out, I believe, once in a NXT uh, NXT show in San Jose, and. He just had the basic purple rain theme. Yeah, yep. He came out in the you know purple tights and all that, so he's looking dead princeish, man. And to see where the gimmick started, and to see where it's at right now, I can't do nothing but tip my hat to the man. That was the and show that, they did the Dusty Rhodes classic match uh, tag match in that show, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. No, yeah, I was there exactly. for that show too. Yeah, and so. To see where that gimmick has evolved to, I can't do nothing but give the man kudos because, you know, he he put the work in. And to be that young, he's a prodigy. He's done his homework. And, you know, that's a a guy I really, really, really got to commend as far as making the character your own, as you said. Yeah, definitely. But those would be my answers right there. Yeah. No, it's definitely uh, wrestling. Like I said, it's the hottest it's ever been, and every everybody's probably at the top of their game. Everyone, uh, when I ask somebody that question, they, it's like everyone has a different answer nowadays. So it's like it's not just before where it'd be like, oh, Stone Cold, The Rock, you know, Flair. Now it's That's literally the of wrestling now, though, right? That's why we say it's probably the best period it's ever been in because there's so many people that so you know what I mean that so many people can just gravitate to. Yeah. There's so many wrestlers that somebody could be a fan of. And so that's why I'm saying, like, it's 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 my turn. I feel like it's my job and my turn to, to work hard and to grab my section of that, you nice, know? Nice, nice. Well, guys, thank you for for stopping by, you know, via Skype uh, for this interview. And I, I appreciate it. I hope to see you guys again soon. I hope to have you guys on again. But before we leave, can you guys let, uh, let everyone know where they can follow you guys on social media? Absolutely. You can find me, uh, Go to Work Fitness, on Instagram. That's YouTube, too. You can check out the shows. We do interviews, like I said, with athletes. We go to different restaurants. We do the uh, we did an interview with uh, the Revolution Women's Champion, Nicole Savoy. So we got a lot of things on there uh, yeah. that are wrestling-related and just sports, health-related. Um, besides that, Evan L.G. Francis on Facebook. And that's me, man. And Phil? And then you can follow me, uh, IOP Video. On Instagram, you can go to iopvideo.com to mm-hmm. check out the video portfolio we've done. Yeah. I'm also on Facebook at iopvideo.com. Yeah. So, IOP video pretty much everywhere. Yeah, go to workfitness.com too. That's a hub. Over 100 some videos you can get. But yeah, man. And then Pro Wrestling Revolution Training Academy. You got to check that out. The hottest training academy in Northern California. Damn near in just California in general, man. We. We're doing big things. A lot of great guys are coming out of there. We got a lot of great stars coming out of there. Big shows. We're doing like over 40-some shows 
Just yeah, and, there, was, there was like two hundred people turned away from the Akiyama show. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's it's crazy right now. We're 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 working hard. So revolution.com, pro wrestlingrevolution.com, and check out the academy, man. That's that's where you can find us. There you go. Well, thank you guys. Like I said, thank you guys for stopping by, and uh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it, and I uh, hope to see you. I hope to talk to you guys again. I'm just say goodbye again to the to our our friends out there in the City Wrestling Radio universe, and just stay on the line real quick. Hey, yeah, well, no doubt. Thank you, guys, and let me just say we appreciate the platform, brother. Right on. And, guys, thank you for tuning in to City Wrestling Radio. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and I'll see you next time. Bye.